0: And
1: we are done with season four Holy shit, this is crazy Rusty P Season four,
0: I'm feeling lazy after work Day on a Friday. What's it's up, tr- y'all?
1: It is true. It is a Friday afternoon for us. Uh we don't typically podcast yeah. on Friday afternoon. So we you may get some no. really just weird dead after work energy from us going on today.
0: Yeah, Ned's got the five o'clock somewhere vibe going for sure yeah, with um, the tank got, and the uh beer. Yeah, did the some yard backwards. work today,
1: got got out there of you the, go. the sun, getting my like post yard work beer going on. So it's not a ba- not a bad way to start a Friday either.
0: Yeah, man. And I, I'm just finishing work. So I'm very much just like, all right, yeah. to to the podcast we go. But I, I'm very excited for this conversation because like Ned said, I mean, we're wrapping up season four. This is this is the review episode. If yes. you're not familiar with the podcast or with what we're doing here, I mean, we're going through uh season by season, episode by episode, and you know, once a season we go through a review episode, and it's gonna be a little loosey goosey but we'll talk about our favorite episodes our favorite songs and and some other favorite least favorite stuff. Um, and this is a fun one. I feel like this is always the fun one
1: to get your feedback on from just the listeners being like, what did we, what like moments we, it's 26 episodes. It's six months of us podcasting. So there's going to be like probably some tops moments, probably some cool lovelies that we do miss in this one big time. So that's where like traveler's log comments, anything, just let us know. Um, what we missed, what what the highlights of season four. And I can't pull too much stuff that's going to be future canonical because, again, Russell's never seen the show. So we will not be touching on things that breach into larger topics of conversation.
0: Yeah. Down the road. You may want, Ned, because we've had several people email in. I mean, there's like a balance, right? People really want mm-hmm. me to know what's going on or they want to talk about the bigger, like... You know, oh my gosh, this is obviously foreshadowing this thing from season seven, but it's probably better that Ned trickles it in and and we just all enjoy the journey. I mean, and that's part of this podcast, right? Like we're adventuring through the podcast, we're adventuring as friends, we're hanging out and we're on a journey and, you know, the ending is not the end goal necessarily. It's just about the the adventure. Yeah, totally. Which is, you know. But well, let's say they get in the One Piece, then you should get in the One Piece. Anyways, now I'm going to no talk one about piece. One Piece this episode. <laughs> no more One Piece references. No more One Piece.
1: Um, well, uh, I always like to kick these off. I feel like I've at least kicked off the last two of these with just a health yeah. check in general, a, a Russell health check. How are we doing? We are, <laughs> we are too. Uh, my knees are reactive. Right? Years, That's what they yeah. want to know.
0: I can breathe well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i do cough a lot but oh you mean like how i feel about the the show yes and yes a health oh, okay. check
1: you know we we finally you a lot of what i've seen is you've expressed uh with this season's particularly we've not introduced a ton of new characters we're doing a lot more of the okay we've got the core down and you know it's in in terms of like show ranking you are a mega fan of a thousand shows like how are we feeling now, kind of ending the season, especially oh, on the man. rich note?
0: You want me to rank this among my favorite TV shows? I'm not going to do that. No, I no, no, not, not I a full TV show ranking. But. I'm, doing, I'm doing well. I think the show is doing well. I think season four really took a step in the direction that I really love. I'm a little nervous for multiverse theory and all that stuff. It gets a little, it's just overdone to a degree now. But again, the show came out in 2000. 10, right? So mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily overdone at that point in time and I think uh, after 10 more years I'll be aching for another multiverse story that get me hooked. But regardless, I am very excited for, for this and I wanted to describe because there's so many good episodes this season and it was really really difficult to narrow down to my top 10. So I didn't even bother with that. I had five that stuck out as my top yeah, five I, for sure. I kept
1: it. I kept it a top five. Otherwise, you're starting to get like your number There's 10 is technically many. like right in the middle pretty much. Yeah. We don't really want to analyze the middle. Well, it
0: really, I was like, dude, number 10 could be like five different episodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to just stick with my my favorites and maybe do some honorable mentions. But what I wanted to say is the second half of this season is really, really strong. Uh, There are two episodes in that that I would say are probably skippable for me for my rewatch whenever I do that. Um, But starting from Season 4, Episode 13, "Card Wars, to the end, I think this is... (laughs) I haven't seen it all. So this is a little goofy, Ned. But in my opinion, Season 4 so far is Adventure Time's White Album. So if you don't know the reference, the White Album is an album by the Beatles that has 30 songs on it. And some would say it's the greatest album the Beatles ever released, right? But the issue is there's so many songs, there's so many songs that you need to get rid of, in my opinion, to make a perfect album. If you could trim it down to 10 or 12, it would be a perfect album. I think this season, you start with uh, a cardboard's right? And you end with the lich and then you cut out some of the fat and then you have mm. what might be a, a perfect season of a cartoon show. So, that's that's how I'm feeling about this season and Adventure Time right now. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really excited for the future. Where we're going to go, we're going to get into Farm World, I believe, as we mm-hmm. talked about a little bit in the last episode, and just to see what that even means and what they're going to do with that is super exciting. And also, it's a good time to be an Adventure Time fan right now because they're yes. releasing. What is it? As like of, the end of as August?
1: Of, yeah, as of last night, we with Cartoon Network posted the first like. Uh, Instagram post about it, but we're going to get a Fiona and Cake movie or series, or it's probably going to be a series I would assume.
0: Um, Yeah, I believe it's a series on HBO Max. Dude, and I'm I'm
1: excited because, well, first of all, you see like old Simon in the cover photo, and then you see Fiona and Cake, and then you see in the background Grown Up Finn, which is awesome because we only see like literally in the show like two instances of Grown Up Finn, which is Oh, it's just like wow. it opens up the Pandora's box I think of what the fans have been wanting for years so
0: Dude, we might have, have, to have to just discuss. do a whole
1: separate yeah. thing about that
0: one we're going to have to discuss if the main channel this never ending adventure because we have been talking about doing a Patreon and having a, or we're doing a Patreon and we're going to try and do a second podcast mm-hmm. for people that subscribe to that but on this main channel it might be worth doing every episode if it's if you watch and you go hey this is safe to watch Let's go through it, or there might be a spoiler too. There's going to be callbacks, right? Um, it might be worth us going through on the main channel, just taking a pause in season five and going through it for a bit with everybody else, as everyone's experiencing it. Because yeah. I, I could only imagine it's going to be a great time to be an Adventure yeah. fan and I, to be involved think, in the
1: universe. And I think you're far enough along now, even with with uh, Distant Lands, um, that you know Marcy and PB's relationship's been spoiled for you to a degree. Um, and there's stuff that happens in there that, yeah, there's like callbacks and moments and stuff, but it's something that I think if you watch it just organically, as it comes out, like you don't need to wait five years before you watch the Fiona yeah. Kick
0: series. So Marceline, as we all know, is princess bubblegum's father, right? That came out and, uh, is that not how that works? <laughs> I'm thinking of star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. That's, right. uh, I'm thinking of star Wars. Sorry, it's Friday. You know what? I'm, what am I talking about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't know what's going on
0: i don't know what's going on what's up you goons and grables? i'm excited let's get into uh i don't know No, what do you talk about for a songs episodes maybe we should save episodes and talk yeah, about i think episodes
1: we'll, we'll do episodes either later or when it has to come or come up organically i think if we get into too much conversation our yeah. favorite episodes will shine through regardless um well, well
0: who's your lovely can i know your lovely from season four
1: yeah, I had I had several lovelies from season four, and, oh, and I kind okay. of a, a top five. Um, yeah, I, I call it like a top five lovelies. So, wow, um, okay. coming in at number five, we've got Weeby Woo, the little fish man mm-hmm. with legs, and uh, I love it because we actually have a traveler's log from one of our favorite travelers, Hannah. She says, "Surely, um, the off-the-cuff ad-lib lines in the episodes make the episodes very enjoyable." I agree that the lines sound forced, but honestly uh feel that that's intentional and i think hope the creators of the episode were self-aware of that this is all kind of in regards to the weeby woo episode i think the lakeside rainy day vibes was such a nice change of pace at that point in the show just a couple of dubs solving a small time local mystery that being said the frog prince is horrific and also makes me violently uncomfortable and i love her sign off is she didn't do a dj name but she said weeby woobie love you and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh that's that's sweet. I'll, I'll take that over a DJ. Yeah, name. that's so pretty Thank sweet. you, Hannah, for for writing in and, and agreeing with our vibes on the We Do
0: yeah. episode. So he comes in my say, number five. That's, yeah, that's a good lovely. That's a good lovely to have. That's A good I, lovely. I struggled for a minute coming up with my lovely. I just chose one, and I think we'll get to it last.
1: Mm-hmm. But might, we hear... might have the same lovely here. Honestly, we
0: might. I'm really curious if mm-hmm. you do. I mean, I'm gonna be we're gonna be on a similar similar wavelength. So let's hear exactly. it. what's number four. Number four is Lemongrab
1: in this one is a kind of uh, out-of-left-field, maybe, ringer. Um, lovely wow. of this season. Again, I just think that the depth that they put behind the story of Lemongrab will get into that as kind of a deeper topic of the season overall, but the very much, like, you get a sense of empathy for him. He is not just a crazy screaming character. He has a, a, a now a third dimension. Uh, Buko, oh, you want to
0: know something, oh, though? Oh, what? What was that? That, that episode... What is it? It's you made me right. Mm-hmm. Season four, obviously, episode twenty. Not, not even in my honorable mentions.
1: Yeah, well, in, well, in terms of episodes, it was not in my top five either, okay. or really honorable mentions. But lemon grab, just again, in season four, uh, five, we're gonna have like four, if not five, lemon grab episodes. So oh, it's dang. the beginning of a very, a lot more in depth story. I think ties in with Princess Bubblegum's kind of messed yeah. upness. Ties in with a lot of. Uh, what makes you a human. Um, so I kind of, that's why he snuck in as my lovely. because well, I, I kind really of do like
0: his storyline. I like the idea of a creature or a candy person that Princess Bubblegum made and then kind of let go and, and didn't take responsibility for and we get to see the side effects mm-hmm. and how that Ends up. I mean, it's a good episode. I just yeah, I just we're gonna didn't get that. It. There's too many good ones. We're gonna get that
1: again. There's there's more dynamic with that next season with rattle balls as well. It's kind of another side story, very similar to lemon grabs. Uh, but number three, man, uh, this could be up there. Booko, Booko got my number three just Buko. from the last episode.
0: Yeah, um, a little a little reaching, but we did talk about how much we loved like the idea of that race. If it's Booko and Keeper, mm-hmm. I think that's and the a, a pretty cool. Yeah, yeah and the door lord. A, a good trio right there to to want to be a part of or want to know more about. I do like, man, I miss Keeper. I do him and Starchy. <laughs> Freaking Starchy needs to be in an episode, man. What, I know, I know. Well, what we is get going the, on?
1: We get some uh, dirt beer guy, root beer guy next season a little bit, and Starchy plays a good a good character role through that whole story development too. So that's okay, going to be really good. fun. Number two, we've got Bimo because Bimo does get uh, Bimo's first bemo alone episode but it's bemo slash noir.
0: football um oh yeah so well, I do, so yeah, we had
1: bemo football combo
0: we had the bemo football combo and uh five great or five uh grable, short grables, and then we had bemo noir which obviously is a freaking awesome ep- yeah. episode really amazing fantastic episode. yeah um and then number
1: one and I'm r- crossing fingers that if that means, haven't said it yet you I haven't said, said it, it yet. Yeah. That means if it's not my number one, then it's not even on my list for your lovely. But it's Princess oh Cookie God. comes in oh, as my lovely
0: dude. Yeah. number one
1: lovely of the season is Princess Cookie for sure.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, that's a good one. I I do love Princess Cookie. And, um, I'm rewatching Chipolina, this season,
1: Chippo, <laughs> Chippolina, Chippolina, j-
0: <laughs> whatever all his
1: <laughs> ch- chocolate chip Chimbles. names are. Yeah,
0: they ch- or jeez, Cookie Princess Cookie definitely sticks out as one of my favorite characters this season and. A really, I mean, gosh, uh, we didn't see it coming. Who knew that was going to be such a good episode? Yeah, I love that episode. Yeah, I do too. It's so deep. And we'll talk about, maybe that's on our list, but Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not. That's not my lovely though for this Okay, well, who's
1: so it didn't even make my top five. Maybe, again, it could have swept under my radar and I just don't remember, but.
0: I guess it just didn't really matter to you. I mean, for no. me personally, I thought it was a pretty big moment for for me and for you, especially being a longtime Adventure Time fan and and uh, doing a podcast about Adventure Time being hundred episodes in, and then having Olivia Olson, the Marceline the Vampire Queen, on the podcast, Ned. Yes, Olivia Olson's my lovely. Okay.
1: I've got tops of this season and my number one tops was having <laughs> Olivia Olsen on. So that, yeah, it's, it's in there. It's in my, okay. it's in my tops of the season at least. It is. But, it is also my top. So, yeah. So not Marceline, but Olivia Olson gets your lovely. Olivia.
0: Well, yeah. Because I gave it to Jeremy in the past, right? Jeremy <laughs> yeah, for his voice true. acting, I think in season three, it might've been season four or sorry, season two. But regardless, I, She was such a a delight to have on the podcast. And I couldn't Mm -hmm. believe that actually happened. And I'm hoping we get to do that again sometime in the future, either with her or with other people that were involved in the making of the show. And I just, I think it was the greatest way we possibly could have spent episode 100 was talking to her and just doing like an interview kind of style podcast episode. So without a doubt, uh, all the love. She's my lovely for this season. And also, my tops of the entire season was yeah, just that moment—the whole podcast so far, probably. So, yeah, 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 it's definitely way up there. I mean, there's a lot to celebrate. I'll be honest with you. The season we also crossed 100,000 downloads, which yes, a big
1: big moment, a huge of the
0: milestone for us. Yeah, that was really neat. So, thank you, travelers. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around for four seasons and hanging out with us so much.
1: I, I know I, that was 100K hit right before episode 100 uh Olivia hit us up a week before we recorded episode 100 so this there was a lot of things that fell into place that made it oh, feel yeah. again like we just do this as a creative outlet that was the original goal but then kind of seeing fan engagement so much more engagement with the travelers log this season um lots of just good feedback from you guys that um yeah if we didn't get that feedback we kind of would feel like we're speaking into a void a little bit so that all that engagement guys it's it's truly truly appreciated
0: Oh, without a doubt, man. Well, we talked about lovelies. Ned, do you have a sexy character for this episode or for the season? Yeah, sure.
1: I had one ultimate sexy character, and it has to be the first appearance of Huntress Wizard. It has to oh, be.
0: dang it, dude. Yep. Same yep. as
1: you. Yeah, it's got to be, No,
0: man. that's a good one. I wish. Or,
1: I, I mean, my runner-up was probably Lorraine from BMO Noir.
0: <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> that may, was that lorraine that may be my runner-up sexy <laughs> yeah the chicken mm. oh i i love this isn't one of my favorite lines of this season but it, it's up there for sure when jake is just like our chicken's name is lorraine <laughs> like, <laughs> he has no idea you know i <laughs> i love that No, that is that's such a good sexy character for sure yeah, that was, um,
1: I thought about that and you, can't, you know, I can't just be like oh it's Flame Princess oh it's Marceline yeah. in this episode or anything like that. So <laughs> I was like Huntress Wizard because I just want it like when I can't do spo- too much spoilers but future episodes I want it to happen and it doesn't. And so just that she even makes an appearance in season four is is why she yeah. uh, gets the call
0: out there. Dude she's red hot like pizza supper as a uh, female put like it. Pizza supper. <laughs> I had to go back and find oh. that. I was like, "What was that?" Oh, yeah. It that well, BMS I mean, then?
1: you're you're already sp- uh, sp- spouting off the uh, quotes. I want to hear your. I didn't have a list of best quotes. I've got songs. I've got everything else. But uh, what are? I mean, it's so hard with Adventure Time. It's like every yeah. other line is something that's just genius and quotable. So I wanted to hear how you narrowed mm-hmm. that down.
0: Oh yeah, man. Well, let's get into that. I, I will say just because I know people want to know what cartoon character I'm sexualizing this this season. So,
1: <laughs> oh, I thought yours was Hunter's Wizard, or no?
0: No, no. no I wish it was. Mine is uh, the Hug Wolf Tree Monster Woman. Oh, so when gee, she turns into yeah. a woman for a short period of time, and then becomes a tree monster. That's a. good uh, one. And I'm not sure which form I like better, as far as my sexy character goes, the tree <laughs> or the the woman. Um, the scary one, the scary woman. Yeah. So or scary tree. So now you want my my favorite lines?
1: Yeah, yeah. You've already yeah. hit like two of them just from the conversation. I go, so I think we go just needed to, to to talk Could it through. through
0: it? Yeah. All right. So my my runners up. I've got two runners up for this. Uh, one of them is Hundred Stories of a Hundred Percent Ten Speed Terror." Like, bam, like straight out the grease, is a really good quote from the what the Chief of Weebewoo or yeah. South woo right? The village. Um. So that's a good one. And then my other runner up is, I don't think my little boy heart can take it, which is from the Enter the Night or Into the Nightosphere episode. And that is one that, you know, you talked about how the horse episode is an episode that you quote with Jackie all the time. I am constantly saying, I don't think my little boy heart can take it with Allie. It's just, it's become one of our favorite lines. And from that episode, (laughs) I I was like, gosh, that is such a good line. Like, it's just such a mood. You know exactly what I'm talking about when I'm saying that. Like, sometimes you just, you just can't take it, man. Like, you just can't go there right now. And, I know. So I, I, I use the
1: phrase, I'm just a boy, all the time. And it, it, has, it carries that same energy, for sure. It
0: does. It definitely does. Uh, my favorite line from season four is, uh, let's see. He got in close and used you. Now he's feeding his nuts to your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> 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 Which, oh, dirty,
1: dirty. So dirty. how did, so how did so that funny. make it over that my little boy heart just can't take it?
0: Because <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. My mic is beeping red at me. It's like, dude, you're you're too loud. It's from you know the episode with the bear when he steals the ankyridae and gives it to the snail. What is what is that episode called, though? I didn't that write is, it um, down. In Your Footsteps. In Your Footsteps, yes. That's a hard episode to
1: remember the name of because you just want to call it like The
0: Bear. The bear or something, yeah. But no, I just think that line is hilarious. I, I did not expect it from Adventure Time. It feels way too mature for the yeah, show.
1: It gets it gets more through the seasons. Like they they <laughs> they lean so into that humor hardcore. Uh, okay, forward for sure.
0: Well, that's great. And it was one of my lessons too. And that just the fact that that pops up twice in this just it cracked me up. Anyways, those are my favorite lines.
1: I love that. I I didn't have any. Again, I think if I just started digging, it was gonna just like overflow. I was gonna have fifteen favorite lines from this season. But I think my little boy heart can take it. Can't take it is is gonna be tops for me too. Just because yeah. I, I love the energy it carries, the usability yeah, of that.
0: Yeah, it's way more practical than you you would think. Like, when would I ever say that? And I say it quite often, so.
1: (laughs) Good, good. Well, Uh, along with quotes is a huge aspect of Adventure Time, and there's typically one per episode, if not a great score background um, song is, is songs, is that we always talk about the songs. Now, it's tough because I feel like this season... We may have had one song in general that compared to last season when we got the song they sang to open the door for the door lord. I thought that was hard to beat that one at this point, just with multiple characters and the meaning and everything. So uh, I do you want to start? I want to start with, with top songs here.
0: Well, I think we both know our number one is going to be Dream of Love, which is oh, the, yeah. the SpongeBob ripoff, right? Uh, no, is that not, just, your, that's not on your top list? That is not on my top list. Dream my of stars. Love. I, <laughs> I,
1: I, I, like, I like fast forward through that song when I watch the show. <laughs> like It's so bad. And it goes on for so long. It
0: does. It does. I mean, let's just touch this real fast, Ned. Uh, if there was an episode that I could do without this season, mm-hmm. it is season four, episode four, Dream of Love. Without yep. a doubt. That that's is my...
1: I have a not top five, and that is easily my number one not top five of this season.
0: Dude, you know what my theoretically speaking was from that episode? I just love reading my notes because they're so goofy oh, sometimes.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You had something bizarre from that one. If you I see remember. them
0: making out one more time, I'm going to barf. That, that was my theory. <laughs> <laughs> that was my theory.
1: My theoretically speaking is I'll be uh, using a little bleach on my floors tonight after uh, throwing up
0: everywhere oh my gosh man no that's that's not on my top songs and also what was on my top songs but ned told me before this episode before before we started recording what one of his top songs was just kind of came up in conversation and it it bumped my number three down to number four because it was gonna be let me show you something special which is the the song that ice king sings to his uh princess monster wife Yeah. And I mean, you know, I love the chorus there. I love that every turn and spin reminds us where we've been, reminds us uh, what, when we made something special or built something Mm -hmm. special or whatever it is, right? Um, And we had a really great, theoretically
1: speaking, from that episode, again, all kind of about Betty and like projecting his Mm -hmm. uh, feelings and Betty's characteristics on Princess Monster Wife as a, a new sentient being for sure.
0: Yeah, certainly. And, and also just that ending, right? When when she goes away and uh Princess Monster Wife is kinda like, I'll never forget you sort of mm-hmm. a thing. Like you always be my love. Um Yeah. No, but not my not on my top songs not list. And I don't top. even want to say my number three because I think it might be your number one. I don't want to steal it from you.
1: Yeah. Well so I'll I'll run it through. I got I got a top five and a runner up. Uh runner How? up starts with slump upon these lumps, LSP original. Um, not bad.
0: <laughs> just because okay. I
1: you know, LSP has great moments in the season. We talked about her. I think we overkilled it with her in season two. So I wasn't going to talk overly about LSP this season. Number yeah. five is um, Gunter. Why did you goon my goons? You goonted mm. them.
0: Um, yeah. Definitely I number should've. five for me. That's a good one, though. I like that um, one a lot. It
1: was a good one. I, I just thought it, it always gives me a chuckle. So um, number four is the political rap from Return, or excuse me, from Daddy's Little Monster. Political rap is definitely. One of those, like, oh, political rap. It's <laughs> just genius. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Number three is Remember You. Um, so, and number, number two
0: three is... three is I Remember You.
1: Yes, yes, number three. Wow. Again. Okay. Uh, and then followed by Nuts at number two. Again, the okay. song that Marceline sings specifically before yep. they start singing Remember You. Um, and then number one, gotta be tops in the entire show is Making Bacon Pancakes. It's oh it's gosh, just too good. Dude. And specifically the remix with uh, "I Love New York," "Concrete Jungle," "Wet Dreams yeah, of Me."
0: I, so I think our songs are are flipped because or our one and our three are. Because number two for me is nuts as well, mm-hmm. um, which is of course like Marceline's inner thoughts or innermost thoughts about Ice King, and then uh, just how happy she is to see him, despite always kind of eventually. Him always showing up and kind of annoying her, and the fact that he doesn't remember her. There's so much in that. There's a lot of depth to that one, and especially because they.
1: I love that. We'll talk about that episode in general later, but that song specifically, you're getting hit with that song before you know any of the context of like what happened, and so like for the viewer as the first time, you're like, this is super deep, but oh yeah, we don't know anything at this point. Mm -hmm. So for all my like longtime viewers out there, like think about it through that perspective. Is that. The viewers are getting that song without knowing what the hell's going even going
0: on, you know? Yeah, yeah. So number three is Bacon Pancakes, which great song. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you reminded me about that because I I struggled with the top three this season. The political rap didn't really didn't really do it for me, Ned. I'll didn't do be it for you. Man. Real with you, not at all. So my number one though is, of course, I Remember You. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's Ice King's message to a young Marceline. And it just talks about like why he needed to don the crown and what it was doing to him. And he's like, he's just so vulnerable in that song. And I, I love that. I thought that was so cool, especially as someone who's watching for the first time. Yeah. It was such a great moment.
1: It finally, it takes a, a lot of those silly episodes and then all of a sudden hits you with that episode. So like the whole, remember you're, you're getting canon, you're getting story, you're getting everything in the midst of a very improvisational song. So it's like OG adventure time, canon, OG Adventure Time improv humor all kind of combined into one moment in a, in an episode, yeah. which is fantastic.
0: Oh man! Well, hey, let's. I think we should take a moment right now, and we'll take a little break, and then we'll come back after getting a drink, and uh, maybe we'll talk about our most punchable characters, and then before we talk about episodes and, yes, and lessons I, and stuff, I love that. I love that. We'll take a little break though. Ooh, happy goons! Welcome, goons, Ned. Goon, looks like you're drinking a good am Drinking a good goon, and Is now, that now how that you works? really,
1: now you really want me to to start calling our travelers our 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 Gunthers or our Gunters our- or our Guntees.
0: Our guntees, I like our Goonties a lot. Yeah, we may not. Kinda we'll help travelers,
1: and maybe Patreon followers will be our our Goonties.
0: I like that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Well, it's a good idea. Aside from the fact that we've already talked about what we're going to call them, but uh, yes, we have. It could change. Subject it could change. change. Yeah, it's the, not the, official. yet.
1: If you want to give us a hundred thousand dollars a year to support sp- <laughs> the podcast, you will be our number one Gunther. I can tell you that much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were to just go ahead and start donating even before the Patreon comes on, no, I'm just kidding. Anyways, let's get into this episode. We're. Since a wrap up let's let's finish this off strong and not you know tangent too much because I know we have a tendency to do so But according mm-hmm. to the people that listen to the podcast I don't think we do but
1: no, no um, we, we never tangent actually. never
0: tangent so regardless let's do punchables because I yes. got I got some punchable characters Dude, this so season. many punchable
1: characters this season okay we'll do this uh, back and forth so how about that
0: okay Your number yeah, five my number five I, I only have four <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, your my number five is Magic Man
0: from. Magic, I, I like Magic Man. I thought he's that episode funny, was so good, dude. dude.
1: He's so punchable, though. It, like the it, learning yeah. that there is a whole race of people on Mars that also want to punch him means he's at least on two different planets. He's very punchable.
0: But uh, that episode, we we see a side of him with, especially with yes. like the the woman in the frame, where it's like, oh my gosh, what are we missing? You know, like he kind of. I don't know. There's just a moment there that I'm like, there's so much more to this character. Yes. I love this. I, it, I'm well, excited.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad I like, look at you. You're already looking at this through the lens of an Adventure Time eye, because like, you were like, season one, you're like, I hate Ice King. I'll well, never like this there. character. He's punchable. I mean, but, um, but no, you're, you're automatically, yeah. this Magic Man episode, you're like, there's a story. There's empathy for this character. He's, oh, he's way set more three-dimensional. That, that
0: first episode with Magic Man, I, I could definitely do without him there. <laughs> yeah. But this episode, I'm game for Magic Man. Uh, my number four most punchable character of this season is my stepbrother, Kevin. Yeah, because Remember- you tackled him at the wedding. No, no, that that was... <laughs> oh, no. oh. oh, That was my <laughs> nephew that I tackled. Uh, my stepbrother, <laughs> Kevin, I believe we talked about, he was my most punchable character a few episodes back um, for giving me a wedgie that went all the way up to the top of my head. And, you know, and also hitting me in the face with a like a stick when a bow I mean come on so punchable Kevin is uh but I also love him so don't don't be <laughs> what mean episode to him. was he in <laughs> I, I don't know we talked about him one episode yeah, I think I, mean, I went on a couple of rants about Kevin and then uh decided he was my most punchable character of that episode
1: <laughs> I um, love it I, I, yeah. I like the I like the uh deep cut back for the the listeners of course. that are someone's,
0: someone's a fan they- right Now, if they they run into
1: him in public, they might just hit him. (laughs) No.
0: Don't hit Kevin. Don't hit Kevin. And especially (laughs) don't hit my number three most punchable character, which is myself, uh, for tackling my nephew at a country club. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, that happened during the season.
1: I sense some deep-seated guilt in you for Uh, that, because it's the second time you've brought it up.
0: Without a doubt. I mean, it happened during the season. I just felt, you know, if Olivia Olsen's going to be my lovely, Kevin's going to be my fourth most punchable character I, I can be my third most and then I'll get into okay. real Adventure Time characters.
1: Well, we'll go into my three and four, which may be a little bit more legitimate uh, okay. <laughs> than that. Uh, number four comes in Hudson Abadir. Uh, okay. I love the character, love the voice acting, love what they did with him. But gosh, we have, we have a two-parter, two-parter Nitosphere episode where he is just so insensitive. And you think he would have learned something from the whole Eat My Fries song, but he just is like the biggest asshole ever.
0: He's a bad um, dad. He's a real bad dad. Bad dad.
1: Bad dad. And that's not a th- uh, theme that we're getting into later of this season. However, it will be later on. So yeah, we're going to talk about that later. So just of y'all course. hang tight. Number three is a combo, Punchable, is she has been my lovely for many seasons. She has been my lovely of many episodes. But, dude, number three Punchable comes in at Tree Trunks and Mr. Pig this season. Yeah. It's easily the most. Yeah. Like, it's just... That's the one episode that they got, and if they had some redemption, they blew and it. Honestly, Tree Trunks. Um, she's a little bit of a hussy in future seasons. You can see <laughs> that she plays the field, and so she kind of remains uh, in does that, that gray in the first area. Season too,
0: man, yeah, she
1: she plays that gray area of like she's cute and awesome and great voice and makes apple pies, but she's got she's got some. Uh, she got some baggage. She's got some some issues, yeah. man. She's um, my so
0: number two most punchable character. Okay. True trucks. I didn't do pigs. I do kind of like. I still do kind of yeah. like pig. He's just in love. He can't help it. But he the whole butt bouncing thing that they do in that episode. I'm not. A, I'm not mm. for it.
1: Deserves a smack in like the him. face.
0: Yeah. So maybe he should be. But regardless, um, my number one Ned. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's probably going to be both of our number ones. Yep. This Ricardio. Oh yeah, the the mm-hmm. man who's all about those sweet sweet sinews. I yeah. gotta say, Ricardio is my most punchable character without a doubt of season four.
1: I feel that. Yeah, that was that was an easy one from this season, and actually kind of lands that one in not one of my. Fa- I, I, they lost a lot of potential with doing an episode around Princess Bubblegum and Lady Rainicorn, and I feel like they just kind of dropped the ball. Like having to include Ricardio in that, just like kind of threw their adventure off I, I don't know and yeah i like i, think I just, like pb's badass side but
0: yeah. i'm just so disinterested for some reason with i don't know why man i like lady rainicorn as a character a whole lot but for some reason when you put princess bubblegum and lady rainicorn together as like these are our two like starters for this episode these are the two main characters of this episode i just am disinterested unfortunately and i wish that wasn't yeah. the case because when marceline's in an episode I'm all about it, you know. And so you would think there would be some sort of a Marceline and Princess Bubblegum. I I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure, man, it's, but it's for tough. whatever reason, just doesn't yeah, do it's it Because we,
1: we we they haven't made Lady Rainicorn a necessarily three-dimensional character. The episode she's in, she's still like with her parents with Lady of uh, the Lady Bubblegum, Princess Bubblegum. Uh they they have her play somewhat of this kind of background and she gets some redemption she gets way more screen time kind of coming yeah. down the road but okay. she still she still i think uh, it could be the fact that they um yeah, the lines they gave her is just korean um that it's hard to become a little bit more three dimensional but
0: well, I don't know yeah, I um, loved her in that first episode we got with her right where she has the voice box and, and all mm-hmm. that that was a really fun episode with Lady Rainicorn. I think it's just Unfortunately, it was a Ricardio episode, so maybe that is the undertones of Ricardio kind of screwed it for me a little bit, but... That's true. I don't know. Well, there was one other one that I'm surprised didn't. Well,
1: you could disagree with me, but it was my runner-up, my number two under Ricardio is Qbert. 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 There's something about him. People may rip on me for that, but I don't know. I feel like... The Grables coming in right after Hot to the Touch, right after we had a great transition from season three to season four. And it goes right to Qbert. And Qbert has better episodes later down the road. We actually are getting two from next season of some Grables. And they put a little bit more of a interesting dynamic to the Qbert story, but for season four, he gets my number two punchable.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad he comes back because I kind of like Qbert. And when I re-watched five Short Grables, it was it was endearing. It's a an enjoyable episode. Yeah, it's not I've, on my I think skip it was just, list. It, he may
1: not have been there if it just had been placed differently. I think just coming off such a strong series of episodes and then getting the Grables, it threw me off, man.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, um, I get that. Well, what what episodes themselves threw you off? What are your your not favorite episodes of the season?
1: Yeah, there was. Uh, I think it's it was almost on my list. We had a great conversation around it, so I, I that's why it was like maybe I've only got three least favorite episodes, but um, yeah, the one that kind of sat on the fringe was the Web Weirdos episode. Um, maybe it's the spider mentality. Maybe it's because she blew a thousand. But babies out, like, (laughs) but
0: it it kind
1: of made it kind of hit the marker of like this doesn't really feel like Adventure Time. This is introducing two just bizarre characters. It kind of missed the mark for me.
0: That deserves that's not on my list of three, but I think it should be. I'll I'll go with four as well. So I'm imagining the rest of our list will be the exact same, probably. Yeah.
1: For me, it's Lady and Peebles, Five Short Grables, and Dream of Love is the worst. Oh.
0: So not not entirely not, the same, but very not similar. Not entirely
1: dream. the same. Because, I, yeah, I, I was... This is actually... I'm almost more excited to hear what your least favorite are yeah. in this season as opposed to... I think our most favorite are going to align pretty well. So we'd yeah, love to I'd, hear, yeah, what what you think didn't stick this season.
0: So my skippables, at least, is kind of how I feel about them. Because this is a yeah. good season. The episodes are fine. But in the future, during a rewatch, I'm going to skip it is definitely episode nine princess monster wife is a skippable Mm -hmm. skippable episode for me yeah i I would have put
1: that one on my list had we not i never thought about that episode deeply until i talked about it with you and then i was like "Ooh, that that actually was like way more in depth on the ice king than i thought we were gonna get so that that redeemed it for me a little bit
0: yeah well episode 21 is there as well who would win I just mm-hmm. not interested. I didn't even rewatch that one. I kind of skimmed through it a little bit uh for this yeah, it's, episode. It's so interesting to me too
1: because it's very widely loved. It just feels again, it's that out of placeness. It feels like this should have been in season one. Um or yeah. it feels like they pulled something so. from an old storyboard and like let's just like throw it in this season, you know?
0: Yeah. And then episode nineteen, Lady and Peoples is a skippable episode. And then of course, episode four, Dream of Love. Oh. Uh, no, thank you. I will not have yeah, that love. Didn't, didn't we read
1: that it was like widely accepted as people's least favorite episode of Adventure <laughs> Timers? So? I think I already really? read that somewhere. I don't even know if I'm making that up or not, but
0: I have no idea. Well, before we get into episodes that we, we really enjoyed, I did want to mention this is kind of for the fans of the podcast. There was episode 23, The Hard Easy. Ned, you and I were, we had said The Big Easy at one point. We were trying to figure out where the heck The Big Easy is from. Was it a movie yeah. or something? ali says according according to her, and I think this is true, that's what New Orleans is called. That's a name for New Orleans uh, is the, the big that, easy, yeah,
1: okay, that's probably that's definitely where we heard it from, so that's glad that you have uh relations so, with people from, that know more than we do.
0: <laughs> someone from New Orleans, yeah, someone I mean, from New Orleans. <laughs> it's the only way that what, she possibly would have known that, you
1: know the kind of cool like connection with that though is that they called it the hard, easy and we thought it was because um it was something that's technically easy to do but hard to like kiss a frog. Um mm-hmm. but maybe it's because it was in the swamp and that like was like Louisiana. Oh, maybe so, so it's like the big easy, yeah. but it's like the swamp and Weeby Woo is the new new orleans <laughs> whatever i South
0: don't wee-dee-doo. know <laughs> <laughs> <South> <laughs> i still think that the big easy is a freaking movie man i don't know what movie that is i but think I'm we sure keep thinking is.
1: something about like the big lebowski yeah and it seems like the big easy would be something in the big lebowski yeah. movie
0: i maybe so well ned give me your honorable mentions what what episodes didn't quite make your list but were right there
1: um I, honestly that one was a tough one. Um I I really do think that you made me is a is an honorable mention um with the Lemon Grab. Um for sure I again I just I really like the voice acting. I think it's I love that absurdity and everything. I think Daddy's Little Monster um is a runner up for me. For sure. I think also maybe Maybe burning low as well. Kind of the okay. we 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 see that first like Finn vulnerability moment. Um, yeah, it didn't make my top ones this season because it's there's way more better episodes coming down the road that, uh, that I know of okay. that, that hit that same mark. But what about what about you? What are runner ups?
0: Yeah, man, honorable mentions, runner ups. I got Princess Cookie, and this is these are in no like specific order. I kind of really mm-hmm. enjoyed all three of these a whole lot. So Princess Cookie. Fantastic episode, man. So deep. So I just, yeah. I, it's just so good. I don't even know how to describe Actually, it. Right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm just so happy I'd, about I'll it. I'll
1: consider that my, it's not in my top five either. So I'll consider okay. it a runner up phone. For
0: it's sure. good. Uh, Sons of, or son, yeah. I almost said son of Mars. Sons of Mars is without a doubt an honorable mention for me. That was really fun to explore Mars, to see Abraham Lincoln and his encounter with death and how that played out. It, yeah. <laughs> I know, whole, well, I love it. The whole thing's they, so goofy. They,
1: we didn't even mention that in the episode, but Abraham Lincoln on Mars is actually a callback to the original short of Adventure Time where he like travels back to the past to get advice from Abraham Lincoln who like lives on the moon or something like that. Oh, okay. So it's a it's a total callback to like the original Nickelodeon short.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I just had our conversation too. That episode was really fun to have. And I look back on that one fondly a little bit. So yeah, Sons of Mars. And then... Finally, my honorable mention, Ned, this is one that you said that you, well, I guess your wife had never seen because you normally skip it on rewatches, and over here, you're talking about how much you enjoyed it, man, Bimo Noir. Yeah,
1: it, it, for some reason, I don't know. I think it took talking it through with somebody to, to uh, fully appreciate it, but watching it like just organically, it just it moves a little moves a little slower than most. Yeah. So: I'm
0: glad you're there. I'm they, glad you like yeah. it now.
1: Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm now a converted BMO Noir fan.
0: <laughs> a converted BMO Noir fan. Well, what's your number five? What's number five? Ned's favorite episodes of season four. Number yes, five.
1: I Number five comes in with Return to the Nydosphere. Uh I think that Same. the dynamic... Oh, wait, you're number five, too.
0: Number five, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think the dynamic there is just so... something about them... Waking up with the bananas and then just kind of wandering around. They're not freaked out. They're not scared. Jake's just worried about his <laughs> where he can charge his cell phone the whole time. I love that whole nonchalance mentality. Yeah, everybody's Lots looking at him one-liners. with the banana
0: just going like, oh. Gross, dude. Gross. Why do you have that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that one, definitely why it made our number five, for sure.
0: Yeah, I love the mar- the Marceline reveal at the end. I did not see that coming. Of course, the mm-hmm. sphere is such a fun space to play in and, and to get to adventure in a little bit.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you wouldn't call it fun, but well, uh, I mean, from an animation viewer, perspective, yeah. yeah, and as a definitely. Viewer, for sure. Um, it's just
0: so different. And then, of course, the quote about my little boy heart comes from that episode. Yeah. and. Yeah, easily. That's episode five. In case you're wanting to look back at a uh, return to the nitosphere.
1: Yes. Well, number four for me comes in. We literally just talked about it, but the lich man. I think that there's just something about it where, as a longtime viewer of the show, I like kind of like our viewers. They crave that really, really important moment episode. So, just looking back through the episodes, I, that's one I constantly return to. So, yeah, I know it didn't make your top five though.
0: You think the Lich didn't make my top five?
1: I I mean, you said last week it wasn't going to.
0: Did I say that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you were like, "Oh, I don't think this is going to make my top five of the season. Is it your number four?
0: Uh, No, it's not. My number four is actually one of your honorable mentions, Ned. My number four Mm. is Burning Low. It's Mm -hmm. episode 16 of the season. You get just an awesome encounter, confrontation with Finn and Princess Bubblegum on the hill, which is, you know, it's really, it's that whole like, Finn has this huge crush on her and she's leading him on. And if you don't believe that, because I saw a number of comments recently saying, oh, she was never leading him on, blah, blah, blah. Go back and watch the first Ricardio episode. And if you watch that episode and you don't think that she's leading him on, like, I I don't think you're reading the room, in my opinion. I mean, I could be wrong maybe. But I I just, I really think that episode shows it so obviously that she's leading him on. She knows that he likes her a ton and she's just playing with his heart in order to have her night or whatever reason it is, you know?
1: Yeah, be- best case scenario, she's blissfully unaware she's leading him on, which as a thousand-year-old being that's gone through tons of different relationships, and you should be, like, aware of that by now. Yeah. Like, I think well, that that's silly.
0: Other reasons, man. I mean, you have Princess Bubblegum almost killing Finn and Flame Princess mm-hmm. in order the, to put her out, right? jake's on top of the hole and princess bubblegum's like wait don't move wait don't do that flames will go out she will die and so will finn because jake's like well what about finn and then the effect of that is also another reason why i love the episode you have finn giving his final breath to flame princess Mm -hmm. to ignite her or whatever it is or give her more oxygen however you want to look at that in order to kind of revive her before she dies and it's just a really sweet moment and a really yeah. tender moment. And I mean,
1: it's almost really like wow. one of Finn's first like, femme fatale moments as a hero, you know, like, like a truly romantic, like I'm going to kiss you and it's going to be romantic. Like we've seen hints of that with like wizard battle and whatever, but yeah. th- this is, yeah, that like moment where it's not just kind of goofy and childish. It's like he actually like loves her, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Well, not femme fatale, but I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that's so, kind of uh, like the yeah, Bimo mean, Noir thing. Yeah, uh, oh, sorry,
1: sorry. Yeah. That's that's you're good. You, know, you know what I meant.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, episode or not episode number, number 3, three. Ned, our top 3 favorite episodes this season. My number 3 is episode 13, Card Wars. Oh, number 3. Number okay. 3 is Card Wars. Yeah, and maybe that's crazy. I think it's it's just an episode for nerds who don't know <laughs> don't know how life is outside of the nerd universe. Which come on. I mean, look at us. Look at us, Ned. Uh, yeah. Who'd have thought, we,
1: right? We love we so, love cards. We love card games. We I bought Russell Card Wars and he said. So pretty relatable.
0: Good. <laughs> it's so relatable. Yeah, Card Wars is fun. <laughs> I, fun I would recommend yeah. that's not my wreck, but but that could be my wreck, man. Also <laughs> floop the pig. We learned that time. you gotta floop the pig, right? So floop the pig. Awesome episode. Awesome Great episode. episode. What's your number three?
1: Number three for me is being a noir.
0: So, Bemo Noir.
1: BMO Noir came in at number three for me. Again, I just Wow, think that's that,
0: like way up there from I, skipping it and rewatches to yeah, now it's one of your like top think, three Well, I was episodes. converted a
1: little bit now. And a lot of this goes into breaking down every episode that they took a character that had been very backgrounded um, with a few lines in every episode, wrote a whole episode around BMO in a whole different style and a whole different... And sc- the, they have a score for like the entire thing they do it in a a whole different movie style. And I was actually like, that one comes in at number three for me. Again, not necessarily because of, I just like love it. It's like, it stands alone in this season, very much so, just for style and writing. So So I give it props for that.
0: I think there's a part of me, as you're saying this, and you're talking about BMO Noir, that there's definitely a part of me that wishes it was in my top five. And I feel a little bit of regret for not doing that because it is such a, Awesome. That that is for sure number six. If there's a number six, that's a number six. But mm-hmm. awesome, awesome episode. I'm, I'm glad that's in your top three. I think that's really cool.
1: Yes. Well, I'll go to my number two because I assume it's your number one. But it's I remember you is my number two.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that, that is my number one. But but why do you like it? What what's it do for you, Ned? It,
1: it's because it it's it's one of those episodes. It slows it down. Um, it's not trying to do anything over-the-top with, like, uh, ridiculousness and crazy one-liners and stuff like that. And it just really is two characters sitting in a room digging into feelings. And it's funny. It's got little goofy moments, but I like it when those Adventure Time episodes hit you from the beginning, and they're like, we're going to hit you in the feels. We're going to make you feel something. And so that's that whole vibe of the episode just in her living room. Um, And then I love... Again, we have probably one of my favorite episodes of Adventure Time uh, coming next season. That this kind of sets the stepping stone for that one as well. So that's mm. truly why it made uh, my number two. So I do have one more.
0: Yeah, which that's is Guard very Wars. exciting. <laughs> Guard Wars is my number <laughs> one, dude. It's yeah, it t- is my it.
1: it is my rainy day episode. All my fans know I love a good treehouse episode. I think the animation, I think the concept, I think mm-hmm. the little holographic creatures, the factor of like the dweeb and the cool guy mugs. I think the whole thing is rounded out as like, again, probably top five Adventure Time episodes of all time. Of all time. too. So. Wow. Wow,
0: yeah, dude, it's a good episode. It was really fun to live in that, mm-hmm. that treehouse with them for, for 11 minutes or whatever, right? But... My my number two yeah, is episode I, twenty six. I number one, so yeah, it's you did. Lich. You guessed my number one. Oh my it's the God. Lich. Okay, yep.
1: this, that was so not what you made me like believe last week. You're like, I don't. I know. Lich, I know.
0: Really... I but I rewatched it some, and I think it just made me excited more than anything. That I think yeah. that's why it's my my number two episode is because the canon that it's building, the groundwork that it's laying for what's to come. It's moving the sword, the story forward. But introducing the multiverse, which is is it is exciting. Come on,
1: and and booko, it's exciting. And we we got and we got booko. We love booko. Well, what I want to do, and this this is kind of like I
0: remember you before we go too far.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I want to talk about about my favorite episode, and I also want to say
0: we missed. You just happen happen forward, man. I get it. (laughs) Uh, No, I did want to say about the lich, the tapestry in the beginning, and the dream. Mm-hmm. Allie was watching a TikTok and came across the actual tapestry uh, that that is based on, which is in the Met, it's hanging in the Met. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Let's see, I don't know if it's called this. I think it is called this. It's called Willfully Captive. Uh, and the meaning, or maybe that's the meaning. No, it's Unicorn Rest in the Garden. And the meaning of it right. is like being willfully captive. And it maybe relates to Finn as far as his dream that he's like... He's the hero, or that is his fate. That's his purpose. Uh, but he's willfully doing that. Like he wants to be the hero and and so he is willfully captive in the world that he's in. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily the true meaning of why it's there, but I thought it was so cool that she yeah. came across it and was like, Dude, you gotta talk about this.
1: That was uh that was deep in my factoids that it was a reference to that tapestry, but I didn't I didn't have okay. any notes around like the deeper meaning behind it. But well, yeah, I would or, say too. It would be a deeper meaning behind maybe the lich being willfully captive to the body of the snail per se, yeah. um, and his whole like but plan. He doesn't which we'll want to get be into in next snail, season. He doesn't. Certainly. Yeah, and like he could bust out and start, you know, causing havoc, and uh, he tr- like he tried to do in.
0: Yeah, um, it seems like he needed the Enkidaridian in order to do that, right? Because we see yeah. in that dream that he says some sort of a spell with Enkidaridian as a snail, and then kills Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, but my number one episode, of course, is number twenty-five. I remember you, and it's got it's got my three M's, dude. You know how I'm always talking about my three M's of Adventure Time that make uh, a <laughs> my favorite episode. Well, I know one of them. is Marceline. Marceline. Music.
1: Music. And ah, da, 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 da,
0: it moves the story forward while telling a touching story. Of course, exactly, Ned, you know exactly. this. I know uh, this. I'll
1: remember that one better.
0: <laughs> it's just you know, it's dealing with the loved one. I don't. It's that idea too that we kind of talked about. Where it's dealing with a loved one who's suffering from dementia, which makes it mm-hmm. so deep and such a heartwarming episode. And I just love this shared history that we know now that Marceline and Ice King have. And it's just, it was really good. It made me feel really happy for her that she got to have this good moment. This, Because I would imagine, right, she's had all these days where he keeps coming back into her life when she doesn't want him to. And I would imagine that most of those days aren't good. I, I bet ha- like well over half of them are really rough days and she really hates when, she com- when he comes around, despite... Part of her just wishing to have the old Simon, and she gets that for a moment in this episode, and I think that's really special.
1: Yeah, well, and like you said, I think it's just the factor of I don't know. I I I think everything I'm about to say I've already said in the podcast so far, and and when we did that two weeks ago, so yeah, Yeah. I think that one's just just uh, and it makes me excited for you because we get so much more of this with not only just more. Marcy and Simon stuff, but with like Finn yeah. stuff, with Jake stuff, with the whole. Gosh, gosh, it's seven season seven. Um, when we get a little bit more of this Finn and family story, where cool. it'll hit you with some of those feels again
0: for sure. Yeah. Well, you want me to get into my themes real fast because I know we're yeah, gonna, yeah. we're slowly winding down here, but I think it'd be good to go over. I've got two themes that I wanted to talk about. And Ned, feel free to stop me at any point because one of them, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just like, talk about the episodes that are examples of that theme. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. If there's anything they, that sticks out to you, let me know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's stuff I know that carry, that from this season is brought up will carry on into episodes, which I, I would consider my like themes, but would love to hear mm-hmm. again with, with what you just organically got out of season four, what yeah. that themology is for you.
0: Yeah. So, of course, this is a groundwork season. This is laying the grounds for the future of where we're going, especially toward the end there. We've got Flame Princess established now. You know, we've got the Marceline Simon thing established now. We've got the multiverse established now. The Lich is now out and roaming and free and traveling to uh, the, the time realm or whatever that place is called with mm-hmm. um, the time Prismo, room, with Prismo. Time room. So that's a pretty obvious theme, in my opinion. The other one that actually Allie pointed out to me, which I just thought was such a cool theme as we started talking about it, because uh, she's smarter than I am, I guess. Um, <laughs> but it's who you are versus what you want. And that mm. seems a little obvious, right? But it's, as you get deeper into it, a lot of episodes deal with this. And sometimes it aligns. What's <laughs> Like, the alignments are, you know, The Lich, the episode, The Lich, where Finn desires to be a hero, as it talks about, of Ooh. And he actively pursues this this fate of his, right? And then you had the five short gravels, where this is actually a non-alignment. LSP wants to be a pop star and is able to write a winning song for the contest, but has no natural talent as a performer. Sorry, LSP. Uh, on the other hand, though, Finn and Jake want to be doing the ultimate high five of all time, and they're able to do it based off of their powers and athleticism and just like abilities that they both uh, have, right? So. Those are some desires that, that are aligning, things that aren't aligning as far as like who you are versus what you want. Uh you made me, which has Lemongrab, grab, of course, wants to be a leader, but naturally he isn't suited for that position. And it causes a real conflict inside of him. You have hot to the touch, uh, which is Ben desires a relationship with Flame Princess, but they're elemental opposites, as she thinks, as she describes. He's a water elemental. But truthfully, they just physically aren't compatible. And that's unfortunate, but that is the case, right? I Remember You, which is, of course, my favorite episode of the season. Ice King is naturally crazy and irrational, but he wants to be loved, and he wants to have someone who helps him and understands him.
1: And Princess Monster Wife, too, honestly. Yeah,
0: Princess Monster Wife, too. That's a great point, man. Daddy's a little monster. So Marceline naturally... Has no intention of taking over the family business while her dad wants nothing more for her to be his successor uh and the final one burning low prince princess bubblegum wants and desires for finn and um let's see sorry princess bubblegums wants and desires for finn don't always line up i was trying to figure out where i was going with that uh with her own and with his own um and what he's doing with his life sometimes uh, this is her quote right from this episode sometimes you want someone I want to kiss them and want to be with them, but you can't because responsibility demands sacrifice. And that's even that quote alone is really describing that conflict of what you want versus who you are. Sometimes the things that you desire most can't be. It's just not what fate has determined or, or however, however you want to look at it. And this season has that sprinkled in. And I'm sure there are other examples, but those were the ones that really stuck out to me that... You know, it's it's tough, but sometimes you don't always get what you want, or, or things just aren't meant to be. And they found a way; they kind of go about it and live through it. The season, and I thought it was really interesting. It was a good theme.
1: Yeah, no, and you missed one too. The I mean, one of the most obvious ones too if, if that support oh. your theory is that Princess Cookie wanted to be a princess but couldn't yeah. be. In that whole yeah. in that whole story, the driving arc of that was Jake wanted to be a mailman, but he <laughs> yeah, was forced yeah, okay. to be good, a milkman.
0: Good point. Um, yeah.
1: And he goes in there and he is able to sympathize with princess cookie because he's like, dude, I will, I feel you, bro. Like I wanted to be a mailman, but you know, I was, but the circumstances I was put in and the, and which was like a heist in a, in a sting basically at that point, but he was like, I get it, man. I wanted I really wanted to be a milkman and I feel you, bro. So that's, I love, I love that. that you know, Cause I feel like you did a really good job. There's, I think a thousand different ways to say exactly what you said, but you put that very eloquently in a way that's oh, relatable. That. Um,
0: Stumbled on the I, last one, but you know.
1: No, no, no. I mean, just the the way that you just said that like you you want to be something that you're not. And yeah, that, that doesn't always align with what you want. And I think that that's, that is a absolute thing that will continue to go through the show in all different types of capacity that all have their, their own micro themes within them as well. Cool. Um. Okay. And again, I think I I, th- I saw it a few times in this episode, and I wanted to point. Or uh, this season, we keep doing that. We keep saying this episode. I know we're so, so used hard. to it. Um. And and it, a lot of it is what I see in a couple of episodes this season, but really what will be a continuing theme throughout the show is kind of like you could call it like the creator versus the creation mentality. Um. But you can also kind of think about it with like either your background, your history, where you came from can really like mess you up and it's one of those things that it's almost even better to like let it go and be your own person. Um cuz you see it again with Goliad in this season that Goliad struggles with like, well, yes, I was created by Princess Bubblegum, but that doesn't mean I have to like follow her with what I want to do. And same with Lemon Grab is the whole scene when he falls out of the window and he's like you're my glob and and i don't have a purpose and you created me and you're what is my purpose here and like what what i don't know it's really hard to articulate at this point because i want to put in in so many different future examples but it happens so much with finn through the show with jake with like his relationship with his father and who he wants to become um so it's kind of like an overarching theme of like Who am I, and am I totally bound by my circumstances that are limiting me to become the person I want to be? And that's a huge, I think, theme through the show. It's like your circumstantial moment getting in the way of where you want to be, and can you break through that? Can you get over that fact or defeat that monster or whatever it might be? Yeah.
0: Dude, I mean, sometimes you really just need a mailman to come in and say, yeah. or to remind you of a mailman you used to know, maybe, perhaps, and and say, hey, you could just, you could leave. You could just go somewhere you else and do that thing that you want to do, exactly, right? Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> and that, and that's, uh, that's why I love that episode itself is just kind of an embodiment of, hey, man, like you've...
0: It's a really good episode. You can,
1: you can be your own princess. It just doesn't, it can be outside of the confines of your limitations on being a princess in the Candy Kingdom, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, dude, I've got some lessons. You want me to to go through my lessons from this season? Yeah, I've
1: got one more that I always just oh, want to bring up because again, it. your one of your favorites was was hot or uh, excuse me, burning low. Yeah. Is that a the theme of this season is just again kind of the depth of Finn's relationships um, and the implications and the way he feels and that again that scene with him sitting on the hill with Princess Bubblegum. We're gonna get a lot more of that where. That's just, and and I think that along with the JT Dog Zone mind games book, which keeps reappearing in in future episodes, which I think is hilarious. I'm so um, glad about that. Is that, you know, honestly, kind of adventuring is way more than just slaying monsters. And I love, again, that's my kind of theme of season four is that we have so much less. And again, that's why we like, uh, we dislike um, uh, who would win because it's not just like beating up the monster and that's our adventure. It's like these adventures are playing cards and doing relationships and meeting new people and solving spiders marriage problems. It's like adventuring in life is the relationships you make along the way and the people you form relationships with and the adventures you do with them, you know, whether it's just cards or yeah. fish uh, swimming in a pond in the swamp, you know. So <laughs> I love that as my theme again Finn drama, girl drama will be much more of a theme, how that develops you. But also adventuring is fantastic. Adventuring fan- yeah. is anything. It's all your development in life is the adventure. So that's my cheesy deep thought moment. I like it. Uh, thanks thanks that goes into that. my lesson, I guess. My lesson is adventuring through life is the adventure, not slaying monsters and conquering yeah. uh, paychecks and stuff like that. <laughs>
0: Higher raises money in salaries. Though, if you can, get the money. but
1: Yeah, and that's a fun adventure. It's just not the end-all, be-all. It's adventure. not
0: the end-all, be-all. Well, my lessons are a little goofier, as you know, yeah. with my wrap-ups. I like to go through my favorite out-of-context lessons from the season. And the season is no different. We've got some good ones. Um, mm-hmm. So the things I learned in season four, what I learned in Bodhi School is... I learned that I'm in oh, a little words. I'm a water elemental, of course, because of the crying, I guess. Uh, cry, cry, cry all the time, or whatever princess. Princes, and yeah, I'm all the time. princess told then. <laughs> um, the nightosphere has so much GD waiting. Limit the amount of nuts you have in your mouth at one time. Make sure that you have consent before dishing out those good, good hugs. Always <laughs> flip the pig. Love should be a little easier than third degree burns. You don't need two socks to have fun. And my final lesson of this season is keep it tight. Keep it tight, baby. Keep it tight, y'all. Wizards Only Fools. Wizards Only Fools. Yeah, what do we got <laughs> going on in season five? Are, 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 am I hello oh, Should I be excited? I'm tired, You, you I'm should be, be so...
1: Done. Yeah, well, this is Friday for us, guys. We are <laughs> signing off after this big time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to make a short list because it's 52 episodes. That's what's coming up in season five. We're going to be spending the next year on this season. And that's actually why I love our podcast is there's other Adventure Time podcasts and they've tried to I've i you know, I'm ripping on them a little bit. No, don't rip on other
0: podcasts. Let them do but, their thing.
1: No, it's it, they do two episodes per episode. So I really yeah. do love our our mentality and our vibe of let, let's break this all down. Well, it's a marathon, in no rush at all. The
0: next season um, is a marathon for it sure. Is a
1: marathon, but we are getting Prismo. We're getting at least two more Grables. Um, we are getting Jake and his kids, and that's going to that's something we barely touched on this season. But that's coming yeah, up. And starts this season. His puppies. Um, we are getting four more lemon grabs. That is a fantastic storyline. We're getting more Fiona and Cake, um, which I would hope that we can get to that next Fiona and Cake episode before the HBO series comes out, if we can. If not, we can we can bounce around. Um, we're getting the return of Zergiak. We are getting Simon and Marcy, the episode pretty much that picks up where that little moment in I Remember You, um, leaves off, and actually their adventures together, um, which is, again, it's just fantastic. We're getting James Baxter, we're getting the Grass Sword, and we are getting a significant amount of uh, Flame Princess relationship progression, which we were probably expecting in this season, but we did not get as much as we expected, so that's all coming in this season. And I had to stop my short list at that. I'm not giving you too much, but that is like Some of it, the things like I think that's a lot. That's the key of season four. Finding like finishing with the lich, the story progression is leading up to season five. Which I honestly, if I pick up the show out of the blue, if we weren't doing a podcast on it, I pick it up from the last episode of season four. I've been saying this since day one of the podcast as I like pick up the show to watch the rest at season four, episode 26 to keep going okay so i feel like we will this next season is going to be we're still gonna have some goofy episodes it's not like everything's the your you know movement forward but <laughs> everything yeah. i feel like we are so well established with our characters almost everything is we're awesome we're on lemon grab number five at this point so wow
0: um
1: that's what you should be looking forward to
0: well, as far as my wrecks, in case you're wondering about that, I mean, obviously yes. I'm excited about season five. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I, you, I, I you really can't know.
1: wreck Adventure Time on the podcast. We're yeah, already it, doing
0: that. But I'm just saying, like I, I realize I'm skipping over my response to what you just said. It's gonna be great. I'm yeah. I'm so excited for season five. Like I said, I think the last half of this so far of the season was was the the white album of adventure time. Just get rid mm-hmm. of a couple episodes and you have an almost perfect season. That being said, my recommendation, I guess, is going to be the White Album. Go nice, check out okay, the Beatles yeah. White Album. It's it's a, a doozy. It's a lot of songs. You can skip through a couple of them if you really want to know. Uh, I think I closed out what songs are in it. There's a bunch of them that you can skip through. Number nine. I mean, it's why are you even one, yeah. listening to that? But, oh, you do you like Number Nine? Oh,
1: no, no, no. no. I, I like the White Album a lot. I didn't have many CDs growing up as a kid because they, I would jump straight to iPod at like sixth grade, but I did have the White Album on CD, and it was four CDs. Yeah, um, and yeah, and I, I very much enjoyed it. You know, Beatles aren't my favorite. I'm I'm not like you, but that's a very enjoyable album.
0: It is. It definitely is. Um, yeah. What's your read, Ned? Do you have a a season four recommendation?
1: I do. It's well, this one comes uh, again. It's maybe not a season four recommendation, but um, Yellow Card, man. I just went to a yellow card concert last night for the first time in since twenty sixteen I guess um in twenty sixteen I saw them at warp tour. They did a tour after that that was their farewell tour, and I think they've just had a really great like kind of this this emo pop punk music's coming back very slowly um I think we will see it being way bigger in five
0: years and
1: just, I mean, we, Panic at the Disco um,
0: had like the number one song for forever yeah. recently, though. I yeah. think it's, well, back, it's if you ask they me. leaned. Blink 182s back, bad too.
1: Yeah, Blink. Well, again, Blink. Yeah, Blink's touring right now and they're selling out arenas. And yeah, this was. I, I don't um,
0: think it's the next five years. I think we're in it as far as pop punk is concerned. I, well,
1: there's the Nostalgia Pop Punk, which is like the old bands, like again, with Yellow Card itself. I, they were fantastic. This was their 20th anniversary tour of their Ocean Avenue album. And uh, May Day Parade opened up for them. Not not as big of a May Day Parade fan, but overarching wreck there is like early 2000s pop punk and emo music. If you want to get hit in the feels, like <laughs> go listen to uh, Paper Walls album by Yellow Card. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I might not be... I, that wreck was not for me. And I, I think we all know that. <laughs> no. And That's fine.
1: It's, it is fine. I, I know I live in my own little world with my... With my emo pop punk. Sh- like, no, that's why I, I literally I tell I'm, people, they go, What music do you like, Ned? And I'm like, Honestly, shitty pop punk is like my vibe. <laughs> um, I'm a
0: little bit, bit of the odd man out right now because, like like I said, I think it is coming back and people are really into it. Uh, gosh, what are they? Sugar, we're going down swinging. Who are those guys? Yeah, Fall Out Boy, Boy. Yeah. They Follow just really take, take this huge covers. To your,
1: yeah. Take This to Your Grave is one of my albums that I think got me into music in general. Wow. Um, and that's they're like recorded in a Basement Garage album.
0: It's so good. Cool. Well, y'all, thank you so much. Season 4. We're ah, dude, we're like basically halfway through this show, right? That is so exciting, and I can't believe y'all stuck around for well over 100 episodes, over 100,000 downloads. Uh an episode interviewing Marceline, Olivia Olson. I mean, what a great season 4 this has been, and I'm so glad we got to share it with you guys. If you wanna interact with us a little bit more and, and hang out, I mean, as far as on the socials are concerned, Instagram at neverending adventure Podcast, TikTok at never Twitter at NEA underscore podcast, email us your thoughts, your opinions, get on the traveler's log. Let's keep it going strong in season five at NEA.travelerslog at gmail.com. And yeah, Ned, do you have anything? I always say thank you to the the listeners. you want to say say thank you, Ned? Come on. Oh, Thank, tell, tell thank, you. thank you. Thank you, listeners. I love yeah. you very much.
1: You know oh, okay. that I love you guys. This and is And this is going to be a season five. We're going to be having mm-hmm. a good time together. It's, it's going still to going nice. on. It's
0: still All going right. on. I, still I, will, I
1: will do a whole episode in this voice if you would like me to. I can't. No,
0: I'm so glad uh, we have a rule actually in my contract that says that you can't do that, Ned. <laughs> You're not allowed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I signed a contract very early on that says Ned cannot talk like this for yeah, the yeah. entire episode or it's going to be
0: uh, replaced. Russell's gonna be losing his mind. Well, regardless, it's Friday. Like I said, I- I'm tired. I'm ready to go take a nap. I woke up at five or something stupid like that. Oh, crazy man, doing doing CrossFit, trying to be fit. Oh, I'm God. just kidding. Russell's an eight pack now. No, I definitely don't. Um, He's naked right now, guys. You didn't I know am, that. Yeah, I'm totally naked right now, just for Ned, just me and him, and uh, and that's the way it should be. That's that's the way the news goes. Yeah. All right. Party forever.
1: I loved you guys.